today. And uh, today is, uh, we have been doing for the past few weeks, uh, we will be discussing righteousness. Today is session 12 in that discussion. And so if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Psalms, chapter 97. We'll jump right in there in just a moment after I let you know that Everything we do here at Crossway Church, the Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings, the Monday and Thursday mornings, Romans teaching that's presently ongoing, and this Friday morning uh, Bible study on righteousness is all uploaded after the fact to uh, YouTube, my YouTube channel, which is Curtis Hutchinson 316, and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. So I pray you to avail yourself there. And there is an app for our smartphones called Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. And I have a channel on there as well called For Those Who Have Ears to Hear. I'm recording right now through that. So if anything with the camera or the other stuff goes out like it has in the past, then you can find this audio version of this teaching on that Spreaker app on my channel for those who have ears to hear as well as you will find uh, all that we do here on our church app, which is the Crossway Church, praise God. So don't forget to pray for our church in Wichita Falls, Texas. We've been meeting there the second weekend every month since November. We're meeting at the Hampton Inn at 4217 Kemp Boulevard. So get the word out, help, help people in that area find out about us, however you can do that. And uh, we'll be uh, leaving right after broadcast today to head that way uh, for services this weekend. Excited about going and, 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 and seeing what the Lord is doing in that little city there of Wichita Falls, Texas. Praise God. And, uh, uh, well, let's dig right in today into this what I call wonderful topic of righteousness. Uh, and it is something that the church needs to be focused on and because it is what God is looking for. He's looking for the fruit of who He is. He is our Lord of righteousness and He is, He's looking for the fruit uh, of, of who He is and what He's accomplished for us at the cross in our lives. And uh, we need to be aware of that just because we're doing something doesn't mean it's the fruit of the Spirit which cannot be separated from the fruits of His righteousness. Those are not two different things. Those are the same thing. And uh, so we need, to, we need to be aware of that. That if it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit, it's the fruit of the righteousness of Christ. And God's not looking so much as for what we say is right. He's looking for what is righteous because that's where He's being experienced and it's where he's being expressed only in righteousness, not just what we call nice and good, not what we just call right, but what he calls righteousness. That means it's got to be the work of Christ by his spirit in us and through us, and all God's works are done in truth. Psalms 33, 4. Outside of truth, you might say God's working, and He is. He's holding the clouds up, and He's feeding all the sparrows and the worms in the ground, and He's doing all that. He's upholding all things right now by the word of His power, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. But if He's doing any work in man, for man, through man, by man, with man, it's going to be done in the truth, or we're going to label it as God 
God and it's not God. Jesus said you can't do anything without me, but through me you can do all things because I will strengthen you. That's what the Bible says. Let's stick with the Bible. We know that righteousness is a a very important topic because Noah was a preacher of righteousness, Peter wrote. And Jesus taught that when he comes, when he returns, it's going to be as the days of Noah. And Jesus gave an example that people will be eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage, and they won't really have time for the preachers of righteousness. Now, they might make a little time for church or a lot of time for church, but righteousness is what's on the table. Not that which we say is right. Well, I feel like it's right for me to go to church. It is right, but is it really the fruits of His righteousness because your faith is in the sacrifice of Christ. If it's not there and there alone, it's just us doing what we feel like is right, even if it's according to the Bible. God only, hear me this morning, some won't like it, but if you're a student of the Word, you'll understand it. God only honors what God does. That's why Jesus taught you can do nothing, no thing without me. God only honors what God does. And we need to remember that. Let's turn this morning to the book of Psalms, chapter 97, verse 11, and we'll see the Bible tells us this. Light is sown for the righteous. God's given His Son, because Jesus is the light. He declared, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. But to follow Him, you have to take up your cross. You have to keep your faith in what He did at Calvary. That is your cross, my friend. Your cross is not your sickness, your loss of the... No, those are hard times. Those are trials. Those are things in which you might be found being tempted. But taking up your cross daily to follow Jesus is keeping your faith in the sacrifice of Christ because the cross He died on, and I'm talking about the death He provided, is the same place where you died. That cross where God saw His Son dying for you, God also saw you dying with Him. That old sin nature, that old you dying with Him. So that's our cross. The cross of Christ that He died for us on is our cross. We, we don't have another cross. We don't, we don't have another cross. It's the same one Christ, one death, hallelujah, and we walk with Him with our faith in that what He provided for us at Calvary. So listen to this again, verse 11, Psalms 97. Light is sown for the righteous. That, the word sown means given, means planted, means laid out there. It's something that God has given. He's sown light for the righteous. That means as you and I are born again, we've accepted the light of who Jesus is through faith in what He did at Calvary. Jesus tells us we're the light of the world because we have the light of His righteousness. And the Bible, we've talked about it in past sessions, the light is referred to as our righteousness because it's Jesus. Amen? But watch this. Whenever something is sown, there is something reaped by those who accept that which is sown. 
You know, you have to be a part of what is sown. You can reject what is sown. I mean, God uh, gave His Son, but not everybody accepts His Son. Christians are learning today, or at least they're hearing, the only way to walk in the path of righteousness is to be led by the Spirit, who is God, who will only lead us under grace and not law. Law is our faith in something we're doing. Grace is our faith in what God did in Christ at Calvary. And because of that, now we can... We can see and find our God leading us in the path of that righteousness and bringing about the fruits of that righteousness. Hallelujah. Because, listen, let me say this again. Grace is what God did in Christ at Calvary. Hebrews 2.9 tells us Jesus, by the grace of God, tasted death for all men. And that's the same grace by which we're saved. When I say grace, I mean what God does. God was in Christ reconciling sinners to himself. And when we believe from the heart unto that righteous work of Christ at Calvary in his death for the atonement, forgiveness of our sins, that same grace, what God did in Christ, saved us. And as long as we keep our faith in that righteous work of Christ, God continues to work in us because that is the truth that saved us and set us free from our sin. And as long as we keep our faith in that work of Christ, then we are walking in that path of righteousness. Think about that. Light is sown for the righteous. The righteous are the only ones who can have the light, walk in the light, and express the light. Let me say that again. The righteous people of God, because of their faith in the the Lord Jesus Christ, our righteousness, and what He did at Calvary, nothing else, that gave you, imparted unto you, imputed unto you the light of Christ. That's what made you now the light of the world. Not your activities, but your faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary made you the light of the world. Think about that. And, 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 and the light is only sown for those who have their faith there. It can't be, the light can't be reaped by what we do. It's only reaped by that which we believe, which is Christ and Him crucified. So, what is reaped? Light is sown for the righteous. What is reaped? Read the end of Psalms 97.11. And gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, verse 12 says, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holiness. Remember, Romans chapter 6 teaches us that the only avenue for holiness to be experienced, expressed, is through righteousness. Think about this. The book of Hebrews chapter 12, I believe, tells us that without following after peace and holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Now, you might have been saved 50 years. You may have been saved 50 years. But if your faith right now, today, has been moved from the work of Christ at Calvary to something other, and I'm not talking about for your salvation initially. I'm talking about right now, what you're depending on, trusting in for a move of God, the provision of God, the power of God, the mighty presence of God, whatever you're depending upon. 
What are you dependent on? What are you trusting in? It has to still be the cross of Christ, the death of Christ. It's still, there's not another object of faith. And if that's where your faith is, you're going to experience the gladness of the upright in heart. You're going to be able to rejoice in the Lord. You're going to be able to give thanks because you are remembering His holiness. His holiness. Now think about what I said about the book of Hebrews. It says, without following after peace and holiness, no man shall see the Lord. That means no man's going to see the Lord through you. Holiness is the fruit of righteousness. Think about that. And righteousness and holiness cannot be separated from the fruit of the Spirit. Those are all three one and the same thing. The fruit of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of righteousness is unto holiness. Romans chapter 6 tells us that. Romans six seventeen through 22. Read that twice. It says, righteousness unto holiness. Not long hair unto holiness. Not this unto holiness. Righteousness unto holiness. And righteousness is only imparted and experienced daily as fruits of His righteousness if our faith remains not in how we wear our hair or our clothes, but in what He did for us at Calvary. And when we use God's Word, because I know people hear these teachings and they say, well, that preacher just don't understand. It is important how you dress. It's important how you dress and how you look to a, a world full of sin and iniquity, but it's not how you dress that's going to express the holiness of God. Holiness of God comes from a heart that is upright before God. Well, who has an upright heart before God? Those who by faith in the sacrifice of Christ are experiencing the righteousness of Christ. Watch this. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. And again, and I've talked about this a few times, but it's worth hearing again, who are the upright in heart? I think we talked about it last week, but I know how Christians are. They listen to about 40 preachers a week, and they forget most of what they hear. Who are the upright in heart? Who are they? Well, let's look in the Bible and see, because it's not what we just want to write down. Well, I'm upright in heart. I'm amazed at Christians uh, can hear a sermon, and if there's any negative part of that sermon about these people, you know they, they, there's something wrong. Nobody thinks that's them. Any, the, the church, the seven letters to the, the churches in, and we read about in the, the churches in the book of Revelation, we read those, and we are all, all of us are a part of the good part that we haven't. Listen, here's how you know. It's not what you say your faith is in. It's what you're believing from the heart. That's what God sees. That's what God deals with. He's not listening to your lips. He's looking at the heart of men. He deals with our, our hearts sometimes speak totally different words than our lips. Two different things. Jesus said, you draw near me, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts saying something else because they're far, far away from me. Think about that. Jesus deals with the heart. And I have to keep bringing up the church uh, in Sardis, Revelations 3, 1 through 6. 
Think about that. They had a name that they were alive. You could have never told them they needed to repent. You could have never told them they were not bearing any righteous fruit. You could have not told them nobody can see the Lord in you because there's no holiness. There's no holiness here. But what Jesus told them through John in the letter was that you have a name that you're alive, but you're dead. And that simply means you're not experiencing Christ anymore because if you are, you're experiencing life. And they weren't. They were dead. Given that status, a born-again, blood-bought people did. So we need to be very careful about what we push over to the other side of the sanctuary. Every message is for me. Every message is for me. Every message is for me. Every message is for me, not them, me. Yes, it may be for them, and it is, but it's always for me. God is trying to deal with me. He's trying to bring His people back to the righteous path so the fruit can be unto holiness because without that, He can't be seen. And you may have a name that you're alive. And you may not listen to a letter that Jesus would send through John. You may just keep rocking along, bless God. I know I'm right. I'm not listening to that letter. But if your faith is not exclusively in the sacrifice of Christ, you're a walking dead man. You're a walking dead man. Because you're outside of the grace of God. You're outside of the plan of God. And all God can do now is, through people, try to point you back to the path of righteousness. Watch this now. Light is sown for the righteous and the gladness for the upright in heart. So who are the upright in heart? Psalms 94.15, I'm glad you asked. Highlight it in your Bibles and remember this. Psalms 94.15, But judgment shall return unto righteousness. Stop right there. Our judgment, we make judgments all day long. We judge all day long. We talk about don't judge. Oh, shut up. We judge all day long. That's all we do is judge. Bible says we know the false prophets and false anybody by their fruit. Because what? We're judging. We're judging all day long. Jesus taught in John 7, 24 that we are to judge righteous judgment. So yes, we are called to judge, to judge all things. But it's righteous judgment we're to judge with. I'm not to judge you by the way you look. I'm not to judge you by the house you live in. And we do that many times because if, it, if we're not careful, we'll fall off into a big boat of partiality. Somebody comes in, an old broke-down T-shirt, broke-down holy blue jeans. We, you know, we'll put them on the back row. Somebody comes in and, boy, they're, man, they're decked out and, oh, they're looking good. We'll invite them sit on the front row. Well, that's taught against, the Bible teaches against that. But if we don't guard our hearts, <coughs> we'll find ourselves doing that. So watch this, because... Psalms 94.15 answers the question, who is the upright in heart? It's not the good old boy that goes around doing right what he thinks is right for people. Listen, there's a difference between what's right and what is righteous among men. I believe with all my heart when Jesus comes back to reign for a thousand years, and the Bible says after the devil is released from the abyss for a short season, he's been locked up and bound for a thousand years when he's released for a short season, the Bible says he's going to gather as many people against Jesus again as there are sands on the seashore. 
Why is that? After a thousand years, no war, no weapons of war, grapes this big, tomatoes this big, watermelons you can't even take home, you got to eat them in the patch. Listen, and why do will men rise up against him? Because we just don't like what he calls right, his righteousness. We want to live the way and do what we think is right. And when we don't agree with God, we get mad at God. We'll even go to the point where we say we don't even believe in God and call ourselves atheists. Whatever. But Jesus will reign and rule and make war in righteousness, the Bible says. And you will live according to that for a thousand years. If you're alive during that time, whoever they might be, will be, have glorified bodies during that time. We won't be a part of a world. We won't have to fight the good fight of faith anymore. We will just be worshipers of Christ and God, and we'll just serve Him 100% without any flesh, without any wars, without any tugs from the world. But the world will be full of people who are still in that issue, that situation. Think about it. And they're going to hate His righteousness. The majority of them, the Bible declares that. That's amazing, isn't it? So who are the upright in heart? Let's read it again. Psalms 94, 15. But judgment shall return unto righteousness. And all, everybody say all. All the upright in heart shall follow it. The upright in heart Follow the judgment that's unto righteousness. Not what he says is right, they say is right, but our judgment, we've judged that what God says is right. And what God says is right ends up in the fruits of righteousness. Think about this, and I've got to share this, I always do. In Proverbs 8 and 8, this is for the new listeners and those who've heard it a hundred times, maybe this will be the time you really, 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 really get it. Because there's a lot of preachers who've heard what I'm about to say and they just won't get it. They reject it. They, they, listen, if you're a preacher of the gospel and your ministry's not growing into a more and more narrow message, I'm not ex- talking about excluding people. I'm talking about preaching the narrowness of the gospel. Then you're going the wrong way, my friend. You're going the wrong way. And know this. The last day, preachers of righteousness are not going to have many invitations. Noah didn't have any invitations. And the last day... Preachers of righteousness are not going to have many invitations because they're going to stand before the people and present God's Word in its righteous context as truth. You need to hear me today. They're not going to be the most popular. They're going to be the folks who are mostly, for the most part, unknown, made fun of, maybe even persecuted and killed in the days ahead. But they're not going to be the popular guy. And listen, God always whittles it down so He can get the glory. He's going to whittle it down and whittle it down as the New Testament teaches. Most are going to wax cold in love from love. Most are going to be seduced and turn away from the faith, not the Bible, the faith. That means faith in the sacrifice of Christ. And God's going to whittle it down to the point where He's now, one day He's only going to have two witnesses on the planet. Think about that. 
But the power is going to be with those two ministers of righteousness, not ministers of money, ministers of good marriage, ministers of ministers of righteousness. That's what all preachers are called to be preachers of righteousness. Now, so get ready for this. Proverbs 8 and 8. Let's see, if you love the truth, you will love this. If you don't love, you might think you love the truth, but it's if you love the truth, you'll grab a hold of this. Not because I say it, but because this is what the Spirit of God is showing the church in the last days, the last vapors that we're living in before Christ comes. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. Every word God has ever spoken are words in righteousness. They are truth. That's Proverbs 8 and 8. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. It means there's a place they're located. They're a place they have to be found, experience, a, a place they can really... Our faith being in God's Word in its righteous context will bring faith and faith will allow us to overcome and find the plan and the will of God and the victory of Christ in our life for everyday, sanctified, powerful living. Glory to God. All the Word, not some... All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. Write it down. Romans 1, 16 and 17 says that the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. That means only in and through the gospel, through faith in the blood of Jesus, can we have a right understanding of God's word in its proper context. And this is so important. This is so, so important. We can't just hear this and say, well, that's a good teaching. I like it. Praise God. That's a good... No, you, preacher, have to hear that which is truth. And you have to cling to it. And it has to become more important to you than having your buddies come and preach in your pulpit. You must not allow that. You must have only preachers of righteousness come. You must love your congregation enough to give them that which the Spirit of God is saying today in the church. And yes, it is the Word of God, but only in the context of righteousness, which is only found in the context of the Gospel. And the Gospel is all about Jesus and what He did at Calvary. Don't forget that. Watch this now. Who are the upright in heart? Because they're the ones who are reaping this light that God has sown for the righteous. They're the ones who are glad without it being a put on. They have the true biblical gladness of heart because they're receiving, they're reaping the light which is sown, hallelujah, for the righteous. Remember Psalms 119.105, Thy word, O Lord, is a is a... Lamp for my feet and a light for my path. God's Word is the light for my path if I'm experiencing His Word in righteousness as the path is the righteous path. He has sown light for the righteous. And uprightness and gladness, rather, for the upright in heart. So the question we're talking about today, who are the upright in heart? Again, Psalms 94, 15, But judgment shall return unto righteousness, and all the upright in heart shall follow it. 
Those who hear the call of God to come back to the Word of God in its righteous context, which means its gospel form, and refuse to hear anything outside of that. Listen. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. The Bible says preach the Word. We're, we're not called to be a part of a lot of what we see in pulpits today. We're to pray about all things, and we're to do our part as citizens of any nation that we might live in. But our mission above all things is not our opinions about certain things, but the light of Christ to express that light of Christ. And I'm telling you, in the world we live in today, even in the church that's full of the world, Today, it's not a popular thing to always talk about Jesus and his finished work at Calvary. Most of the church has the mindset, and I used to be one of these, that that was then, I believed that, that got me in, now I have to. No, that's moving right back into law. Now I have to. And they use Scripture such as work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But the Scripture right there by it says, listen, it's God working in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. And the only way you can work out, which simply means to come to the conclusion that it's God working in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure because you can't work out anything that He's not working in and through you and He only works in truth. Psalms 33, 4. I've heard very few preachers minister that. Many, many have heard that, but they refuse to just break that down because they might lose people. They might lose money. They might lose position. That's not the focus of our ministries. The focus is, as true ministers, is the message of righteousness. We are preachers of reconciliation, ministers of reconciliation, and it's what God did in Christ, that righteous work that reconciled us. Never forget that. Who are the upright in heart? Here we go again. We'll try it one more time. But judgment, Psalms 94, 15, shall return under righteousness, and all the upright in heart shall follow it. Not one person... I love the little three-letter word all here. God says all who are upright in heart are going to be found following this way that judgment is righteous judgment. And hear me this morning. All God's words, even in Psalms 119 and other places, God's words are referred to as God's judgments. The ultimate judgment of God was made from before the foundation of the world that He would give His Son for the sins of humanity and the defeat of the enemy. He made that judgment before the foundation of the world. And then He manifested that judgment at Calvary. And if that's every day our judgment, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, let's look at it this morning, think we did last week, won't hurt us. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, I messed that up, uh, 5.14 says this, For the love of Christ constrains us, holds us steady the course, because we thus judge, we make a judgment every day, that if one died for all, then all were dead. You see, the judgment is toward the cross. 
The judgment is toward the cross. That's our judgment. God, let me say it again this morning. All of God's dealings with men, all of His judgments toward men, are based on what we do, our judgments toward His ultimate judgment, which is what He did with His Son at Calvary, the Lamb of God, slain. Never forget that. The great white throne judgment is going to be about what lost men judged They judged themselves unworthy of eternal life. They judged that there was no God. They judged they weren't serving God. Even though some of them tried to do it all their life with their lips. God's not listening to this. He's listening to this. Listen, that's the place of eternal damnation judgment. But all their judgment was thwarted. It was wrong about the judgment of God. And even the judgment seat of Christ is going to be for born-again children of God and about what we did with what we had, what we did good and bad in the body, the body of Christ. But everything we do and don't do is based on our judgments of God's judgment, which is His Word. Yes, I hear somebody saying it. Well, that's just God's Word. But God's, all of God's words are in righteousness. And God's righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. Think about that. That's why the Lord judges and makes war in righteousness. When he comes back and they gather against him to try to destroy him and all of Israel, he is going to speak in his word. His word as a two-edged sword, His word will pierce them all asunder. Because His words are words of wrath. He doesn't judge. He's not going to go down there and wrestle them men hand-to-hand combat. His word will slay them. Because He judges and makes war in righteousness. Amen. Our strength is not swords and tanks and this and that, horses and chariots. We don't trust in that. We trust in the Word of the Lord in its righteous context, which means in its context of the One who said, I am the Word that came from heaven, the Son of God, the living Word that took upon Himself our sins, iniquities, all our griefs, all our sicknesses, all our everything, that we might have His righteousness and bear forth the fruits of His righteousness. We're not upright in heart because we're going to church. Well, you know, it's the right thing to do. We just need to be in church. And it is the right thing to do. But the question today is, is your judgment... A proper judgment. Because just going to church because you know and feel it's right doesn't mean you're going to reap gladness and an upright heart. Think about that. What we think is right is not necessarily what God says is righteous. It's His Word that we live by. And the Spirit of God can lead us in the path of righteousness. But that only happens when our judgment has returned to righteousness. God's Word in its righteous context. This is so important. Most Christians think, well, I don't need to know all that. I just believe in Jesus. Well, what is it do you believe in Him? And some will say, well, I just believe He died for my sins. 
Well, then why aren't you living in obedience to the Word of God? Because there is no such thing, no existence of the Word or the experience of faith without obedience. You can't separate them. If faith is there, and I'm not talking about perfection, but I'm talking about faith brings about true changes that has the fruit of the righteousness of Christ. If I'm not being changed, if I'm not, if, if you can look at me, I'm not talking about being nice this morning. If you can look at me and not see the fruit of Christ through my obedience to the Word, I'm, I'm, I'm involved in the work of God in the earth today. Not, not just saying I am. Remember, this means absolutely nothing. This means everything. Who I am. I speak from my innermost being, from my heart. That's the only place I can believe. Think about that. Back to the text. But judgment shall return unto righteousness, and all the upright in heart shall follow it. I love, as I said, that three-letter word all, because this, this, this excludes anybody else thinking they're upright before God because of something other. No, all the upright in heart, if there's anybody who's got an upright heart before God, it's because they're following judgment that has returned unto righteousness. That's why the message of the cross and these churches that are being raised up in these little storefronts and these places don't despise what God is saying, don't despise what God is doing. And listen, when they're leaving you, the message is right, but when they're leaving you, it's just because they want to be in charge. They want, listen, you're either fighting to be in charge or you're fighting to let Jesus rule and reign over you and be in charge. Too much of people wanting to be in charge and run things and bless God, if I can't, I ain't going to be a part of it at all. And you said it, my friend, and that's exactly what you will experience. Too many people more worried about being in charge and being the one that's going to rule and have authority and that their say is going to be what people hear. You just need to be in a church preaching the cross and glad you're there. And everything else, you just need to be glad that you hadn't got to worry about it. Leave it to the preacher. Leave it to the elders. Leave it to them. Hey, listen, I love Crossway Church. Our folk have been taught for 14 years. You just come to church to worship God. You come to church to hear the Word of the Lord and be equipped for the work of the ministry. Don't Listen, when we get ready to change the carpet, we're not even going to involve you. I'm not even going to put that in your life. We're just going to change the carpet because that's what we walk on. Why is it so important? Listen, when we get ready for a new AC unit, we're not going to have a big business meeting on Wednesday night. We're going to focus, when we come to church, on the righteousness of God, the righteousness of Christ. Hallelujah. We're not going, well, bless God, I, I give a thousand dollars a week. I ought to have a say. No, you need to go out there and find you a church where what's most important to you is your say, and you need to go get planted there because they'll let you, if you're giving that kind of money, they'll let you talk. They might even put you on the elder board. They'll let you do whatever you want to in most churches giving that kind of money, but that ain't the plan of God. It ain't about being in charge. It's about the Bible says grace reigns through righteousness. Grace reigns through righteousness. Romans 5, 20 and 21. Grace only reigns 
Grace is what God is doing. So God only reigns in our lives through righteousness. His Word, our faith in His Word in its righteous context, which means the context of Christ and Him crucified, God will be found ruling and reigning in your life in that way because your judgment has returned unto righteousness. Hallelujah. You've got an upright heart before God. Gladness is proceeding out of your life. You're happy Glad, I start saying, you're happy and you know it, clap your hands, glory to God. Listen, but it's not about because of you being in charge. It's not about because of you doing something. It's because you've been broken and humbled through faith, your simple childlike faith in what Christ did for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's good stuff. So all the, not this group of upright folk over here are those who return their judgment back to righteousness. But this group of folk over here got a glad heart and are upright before God because of this, that, or the other. No, I like this in Psalms 94, 15. All the upright in heart shall follow... follow, follow. That's country, so right there, buddy. All, all the upright in heart shall follow after judgment, God's Word, as it returns... To righteousness. All of God's judgment. Remember, God judges and makes war in righteousness. And the path is one of His righteousness. <laughs> this is good this morning. I tell you what, this, you can get a free education right here every Friday morning. Won't cost you a penny. Thank God for those of you who are blessed enough to sow into the ministry. Many, many, many people feed from this ministry. And I pray that God would stir their heart to begin to support this ministry. Amen. But this is a free Friday morning Bible college. No, you're not getting an accredited degree. But what you're getting is what you need to go out and to be equipped for the work of the ministry. What you're getting is God's Word as it is truth in righteousness. And for those who have ears to hear, will be walking in a path where God says, The light of the righteous, the light of the just, shall shine more and more as the perfect day approaches. I saw Pastor Luke Pope posting that scripture this morning. just got me fired up again. I get fired up every time I see it in the Word or hear somebody uh, post it or declare it. The Bible says in Proverbs 4.18, The path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. What is it that makes the light shine more and more? The greater and greater... What were the greater and greater illumination from God's Word that is our light in its righteous context? Listen, the path of the just, the word just means righteous. We're justified because God made us righteous before Him in Christ. You can't be justified unless you're righteous. That's what God justified. God justified the work at Calvary to open the door to, for us to have a new and living way to be declared righteous in Christ. Think about that. Man, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Mm. 
But the path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. So what is it that makes the light shine more and more? As God's Word, as it did in the early church, begins to prosper. Not as you begin to prosper. As God's Word begins to prosper in you. It's God's Word that allows His grace to reign through righteousness. God wants to reign in your life. It's called grace reigning through righteousness because grace is God doing something that you and I cannot pay for, earn, work for, and that we don't even deserve to experience it. But He does it because of our faith in what He did in Christ at Calvary. Powerful. If the path we're on is the righteous path, and it is if our faith is in the sacrifice of Christ. The path of the just, the light is shining more and more. All those that God is able to bring to a place of brokenness and repentance and like the Apostle Paul to count everything done in the past for the sake of growing in the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, the knowledge that excels one forward, the knowledge of truth, the words of God become our understanding and our knowledge and that is what brings forth the wisdom of God that's all wrapped up in Christ. Think about that. Think about that. But I want to, I want to, I want to, these last few minutes before we close, I want us to stick with Psalms 94.15 today. And I know not many people hear these teachings of mine. I'm not some world-renowned pastor, but there are a few, and the few will be blessed. The few, oh, will they be blessed, not because it's me. I, I have nothing to offer except what I've been given by the Lord. And that's His Word, His Son, and His Spirit. All I can do is, as Brother Bob Cornell has said, ministers, true ministers, really, we just have a ministry of reminding folks of what God has said. That's what we do, reminding the people of God what God has done in Christ and what He'll do in your life today if that's where your faith is found. Psalms 94.15, Judgment shall return under righteousness, and all the upright in heart shall follow it. All the upright in heart are following. If folks aren't following God's Word in its righteous context, that always takes them to Calvary. They're not upright in heart before God. And let me say it again today. I've probably said it two or three times, but upright in heart does not mean that I'm right. Think about that. I think we just got cut off. Are we still going? No? Okay. So, we'll close this today. Uh, Something happened to the internet, I guess. It shouldn't, $675 a month. But... It did, so we're still here on Spreaker. Let's finish this out on the Spreaker account. If judgment returns unto righteousness, that means we're seeing and having faith in God's Word in its righteous context, which means seeing every word spoken by God in the context of what His Son would become to us, for us, through His work at Calvary, 
then we're going to be upright in heart. And upright in heart, again, is not what we feel is right. It's what God says is righteous. Amen. So we'll close today with Psalms 97, where we started, verses 11 and 12. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. This is the reason there's so much oppression and depression in the church is because judgment has not returned unto righteousness. And light is not being reaped. It's being sown. God's Word is light. It's been sown. It's been given. Remember, the book of Psalms says God sent His Word that they might be healed and delivered of all destruction. Think about that. But His Word, the name of His Word is Jesus. Think about that. And gladness, this is what's reaped from light that is received. This is what's received. Light is what is received. And gladness of heart is what's produced by the light. If it's received in the upright heart. So those who are upright in heart are not those who have a show that they're right because they're doing what we feel is right, but those who are doing the Word of God. James 1.22 and verse 25 calls it doing the work. Verse 22 in James 1 calls it doing the Word. And verse 25 calls it doing the work. Doing the Word is doing the work. And John wrote that It's those who do righteous that are righteous. Think about that. Righteous, the works of righteousness, the works of Christ by His Spirit can only take place in the righteous. Those who have been made righteous in Christ. The path is where the light shines. The path of the just. The path of the righteous. And God has sown His word for the righteous so that they can be glad and have an upright heart before Him and rejoice in the Lord, verse 12 of Psalm 97, and be able to give thanks at the remembrance of His holiness. Praise God. Good stuff this morning. Going to go ahead and close. We got to get out of here this morning. Go to Wichita Falls. God bless you. We love you. We praise God for you. I know you've been blessed this morning, even though the video and what will be online is video was cut short. It in, it stopped in the perfect place, I guess. But uh, we'll just keep we'll just keep this teaching of righteousness going on Friday mornings and 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 share these messages share them don't just like them don't just comment on them please share them so that everybody will have a chance to hear what God is speaking to the church in these last days so they can come back to the place of gladness of heart gladness of an upright heart as they begin to hear God's word in its proper context which is righteousness and then their judgment can be judgments that are returned to righteousness. Praise God. We love you. We'll see you next week right here at at Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. Pray for our meetings this weekend in Wichita Falls, Texas. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified.